welcome to the 64th episode of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. My name is Samantha Blackman, and I am an associate professor here at Purdue University in wonderful West Lafayette, Indiana, where I talk about, read about, write about, think about, and dream about uh, (laughs) a variety of things, uh, but including video games, video games, video games. Uh, and tonight, I am joined by two of my co-hosts, Alex Lane and Nicole. Oh, nope. excuse me. No. Alex <laughs> Lane, I apologize. Good Lord, I see. I am you apologize to Sarah. I'm apologizing to Sarah, not to you. It's all good. Good. Alex Lane and Sarah Nixon. Hello, ladies. Hello. That was an awesome introduction. I like that you had dream about. I feel like that's very appropriate. It is. It is. I actually had a Grand Theft Auto Five dream. Oh. It was horrible. It was horrible. It was horrible I'm, and misogynistic and racist. I'm sure. It was. I'm really good at interpreting dreams. So if you want to tell me the details, I will at some never point. tell you the details. I, I <laughs> think about that dream again. All right. <laughs> So introduce yourselves, ladies. Mm, Sarah, you can go. I got some beef jerky in my mouth. <laughs> okay. Um, hi, I'm Sarah. I am currently a undergraduate senior at Purdue University studying um, creative writing and professional writing. And I hope to be employed in the gaming industry one day as I really love games and I really love writing. So I hope to combine the two of them to create like dream career status. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yay! <laughs> um, I'm Alex Lane. About two hours ago, I tripped and sprained my wrist. So, I think I sprained it. Although, it's starting to hurt a little less as the night goes up gone. So, maybe I just bruised it. That might but be the scotch, too. I'm also self-medicating with scotch, which is wonderful. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Alex Lane, I'm a PhD candidate. At Purdue University, I'm on the job market now. Just turned in my first two uh, job application letters today, or a couple days ago, which is exciting, right? Yes. I have a job soon. Yes, I will. I, what I imagine happening, and Sam, you can correct me if I'm wrong, though I know I'm not, um, is that they will see my application and they'll be like, holy shit, we don't need to talk to anybody else. Let's just offer her the job without meeting her, right? Yeah. That's how it works, right? That's how it works, yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. Um, (laughs) So anyway, uh, I study uh, gender issues in the video game industry, particularly from a um, corporate policy standpoint, communication standpoint, um, things like that, and look at how gender inequity is sort of born out of or at least reflected in the policies that govern the industry that no one thinks is an industry and just thinks it's fun, silly games and we don't actually need to study it as professional writing. I get asked all the time, like, how is that professional writing? Because you're studying the video game industry. And I was like, would you ask that of someone who's, like, doing cars, like the like automotive industry? Because gaming makes a shit ton more money than them, but <laughs> apparently it's not a real industry. So, whatever. Anywho, Alex, that's me. Okay, well, Awesome. Uh, if you're listening and you're hiring this year, hire Alex Lane. She's I know, brilliant, I'm, I'm telling you. I'm usually not this sassy, but my wrist kind of hurts. So I'm sassing it up. 
and the scotch is kicking in. I know. Actually, I'm usually this sassy. Yes, you are. Hire me too. Hire me too after spring. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> All right. So we'll start with our usual what you're playing, what you're reading, what you're drinking. Uh, and then move on to some other fun things uh, and have some fun talking tonight. So, uh, ladies, uh, what are you playing? Um, I'll go first because I have the longest list. Um, <laughs> I have played GTA and only GTA. Um, I beat it in, was it three days? Four days. Nice. I beat it in four days. Um, I'm in the low 80%. So I haven't, fi- obviously, I haven't like finished everything. Um, you don't have 100% completion yet. So you really have not finished is what you're telling us. Well, <laughs> I saw the credits, all right? Um, as, as most of you, if you read the blog at all, I, uh, I wrote about, I wrote an article about um, heteronormativity and homosexuality and the way it's represented in um, a game like GTA V because I think it's really interesting that... Um, I mean, almost nothing is off limits for them. They are as sexist as, sexist as can be, as racist as can be. Um, although, I'll, I'll save it for the spoiler episode we're going to do next. Um, mm-hmm. Our next episode's a GTA Five spoiler. Um, but those things are constructed a little differently. Um, but homosexuality is off limits to them. You never hear someone say gay derogatorily. You you actually, one character says it once and then says, you know what? I can't say that because I have gay friends and that's just not okay to say anymore. Like, how? Like, what, Rockstar? Like, <laughs> since when? Since when are you doing anything that's, like, reasonable? So that, that as, a, as a woman, the sexist stuff they do is sort of like, well, can't we just put this all? But it's a step. I was very happy to see that. Although I'm interested to see as you progress through the game, Sam, if you pick up on anything that I've missed. But I tried to pay attention. I even replayed a lot of the missions that dealt with, uh, like, you have a paparazzi that you deal with that's really um, homophobic and stuff. So I, I replayed those missions, and I, I don't know. Rockstar might have brought it with this on this topic. Yeah, well, we'll talk more about it definitely next week, because I, I wrote about Grand Theft Auto this week, too. Like, I think every, all of us just damn near wrote about Grand Theft Auto. This, well, there's a lot in this game. It, are, it hit our brains. There's a ton in this game. Yeah. Um, so I think it'll be pretty interesting to see how things work out in the end. Mm-hmm. I think so. So um, I, I played GT5. I'm not going to talk too much more about it. Um, I'm going to talk to you in a little bit about my indie game of the week, which is Lucius. Um, and I didn't play that this couple of these last couple of weeks but i played it on the episode that never got aired like the lost episode of not your mama's gamer um and uh so i'll talk about that in a little bit but yeah so that's me gta 5 okay well i'll go next uh because it looks like we lost sarah temporarily <laughs> she's me and you, a- sam no, i know this is like the old days man i know <laughs> she's got a wonky internet connection so um We'll, we'll go ahead and see if we can get her back. Um, she's been bouncing in and out. Um, well, I will tell you what I have been playing. Um, I, too, as I said before, I have been playing um, Red Death Auto 5. Um, and, you know, I had fun with it. 
but uh, then I, I started to react to other people's reactions to it. Um, and that's where my post for this week came from. So it's definitely, I'm not going to talk about it too much right now because we're doing a spoiler cast in two weeks. Um, so we'll all be talking about it and having some fun um, at that point. Um, but, uh, so I won't talk too much about it right now. I'll tell you what else I've been playing. Cause I've been playing some other stuff that I've had some fun with. Um, I've been doing some traveling. So, um, a lot of what I've been playing this week, other than GTA five, um, which of course I can only play after my kid goes to bed and there's nobody else around. Um, well, other people can be around, just not my kid. Like <laughs> Frank Franklin's fine. He can be around, um, but not my kid. Um, and we'll see how. So we'll see um, how long it takes me to finish this game. Like four thousand years. I'm gonna have to just say, you know what? I'm not writing for a couple of days and just play this game. <laughs> but okay, like I said, I've been traveling, so a lot of what I've done um, has been portable gaming, except for I played Ducktales yesterday. Um. <laughs> I know. I couldn't. No, resist. no, it's fine. I love you it. Know, you know, this is how it started. Okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. For some reason, my kid and I were sitting in the uh, in the game room and we were chatting, and the DuckTales theme popped into my head. DuckTales. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yay, welcome back. Yeah. That's the way to come back. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> and the DuckTales theme popped into my head. And my kid didn't know what it was, right? What's the DuckTales theme again? Can you remind me? No. I forgot. I swear to God, I forgot. <laughs> it's like, is it like DuckTales? Duck- what is it's it? It's like DuckTales. Ooh. Right, Not okay. All right. Tales sure fairy tales, but DuckTales. We <laughs> might solve a mystery. Yeah. Or rewrite history. DuckTales. Mm. <laughs> greatest podcast ever um, so I decided to play DuckTales <laughs> so I fired up DuckTales on my 360 and had a little bit of fun um, then uh, and, and clearly my kid just heard me singing DuckTales so Uh-oh. she uh, came I just, she just scared the bejesus out of me and uh, came and, and snuck up on me. <laughs> now she's sitting in my in my recliner in my office laughing. Uh-oh. Don't be uh, swearing now. I know. <laughs> That's, I, I, I'm changing modes at this point. Good thing I was I, home I, back to I was back in Minnesota. I'll give you I'll give you a little break here. I was back in Minnesota this last weekend for my stepsister's wedding. Yeah, Jade Dolan. Um, and uh, my dad was trying to convince me that raising kids is just like raising puppies and that it would be no different for me and I was like look I may not be the most knowledgeable person about parenting certainly but that sounds wrong to me (laughs) that sounds like a lie also it makes me like totally question his parenting of me (laughs) and he's like no that's cool you basically put him in a kennel but it's a crib and then you just like leave him and and they start crying, and you go check on them, and it's totally fine. <laughs> like, or you ignore them, you know, because then if you indulge them, they're just going to keep crying. That's right. Oh, my God. I know. I was like, I feel like this has gone in a horrible direction, Father. But, okay. 
I guess I know why I'm very independent. No, I was going to say, it's a good thing you have your mother. But your mother didn't raise you like that. Well, that's very true. That could not be more true, Samantha. (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) Considering that my mom, I'm 28 years old, and my mom is friends with my PhD advisor. (laughs) You can tell she clearly does not feel that same sort of disconnect. But anyway. Okay, so DuckTales. Okay, so also I played a lot of Animal Crossing. Um, you know, I, and I had, I had gone into kind of a slowdown with Animal Crossing, so I was only like playing like every two or three days. But then I was, like I said, I was traveling. I had my DS with me, and I also had my Vita with me. I'm a peanut. I know. And I also had my Vita with me, but I was playing Animal Crossing. I was only playing DS games. Um, I also played, and we'll come back and talk about it when Sarah talks about it, because I know she's been playing Animal Crossing, too. <laughs> um, I played uh, Mario and Luigi Dream Team. Because, you know, like I said, I never played the Mario games the first time around. Um, but I was playing them the second time around. Um the second time around, right? When they're re-released for the handhelds, and with this being the year of Luigi, there's a lot of Luigi games. There's a lot of Luigi games, um, and I fired up uh, the Mario Luigi Dream Team and actually had a lot of fun with it because it's it's another one of the RPG type games where you have to do a lot of puzzle solving and it's not a straight platformer. Um, and Luigi gets to do all these cool kind of dream, these dream based things. <laughs> No, it's not. It is. It's its own thing, and you can you can click for the cookies to get more cookies, or after you start building these things, they automatically make cookies. (laughs) So, shut up. And and it um, sounds like cow clicker. Cow clicker, um, Sarah, is a game that was made by Ian Bogos, um, who. He was trying to make fun of how stupid Facebook and quote-unquote casual games are, um, said with the utmost disrespect, and not for Ian Bogos. He's fine. (laughs) Um, But for the term casual games, I hate that term. So anyway, so, and he was trying to make fun of and shame casual games, so he made a game called Cow Clicker where you just, like, clicked on the cow, and it, like, 
I don't know. What did it do? Got, like, more cows? I don't remember. Yeah, you got more cows or different cows or something, and you could buy cows because it was a freemium kind of game. Right. And he was trying to, like, mock how stupid these games are. But then, like, it made him a little bit of money, and then he, he like, started making some more. But anyway. Um. Anywho. But you you have to check it out. It's it's cow is cookie clicker. See, like right now because I have. Um, Are you playing it right now? No, well it's running in my browser because it's a browser based game. It's always in the background. Right, oh. and right now um, I am making two million five hundred thousand nine uh, five hundred ninety one thousand six hundred and forty eight point two cookies per second. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Um, so, I'm making mad cookies. Yeah. Um, speaking of cookies, are you going to make pumpkin whoopie pies for the pumpkin contest? Because uh, if you don't, I'm going to. Don't, don't start that question. <laughs> don't start that you question. You owe me some pumpkin whoopie pies. You haven't made them for me in like a year. Whatever. I guess the... not until the 90-day challenge is over. How about as a 90-day challenge present? We'll which see. is going very well, audience, in case you're curious. We'll see. Okay. Hey, Sarah, tell us what you're playing. Okay. Um, well, I will wait for Animal Crossing until the end. Um, yes. I, <laughs> uh, a friend of mine recently brought over uh, Soul Carver 2, which I hadn't actually played before. Yeah, how is I, that? Uh, it's basically pretty much the same as Soul Calibur 3. Mm. Like, I, my first um, edition of it was Soul Calibur 3, and uh, I other than like figuring out the control differences, I didn't. It was really like not that much different at all from Soul Calibur oh. Three. So, but I really like Soul Calibur, and it's one of those series that like I train myself for like hours on end to be able to be good and like know the move sets of like all the girl characters. Oh so, sure. <laughs> so I. That was fun. Um, and then we also played uh, Super Smash Bros. Brawl, which is always fun. Nice. Uh, uh, played some more of the game that I reviewed, Paranormal. Uh, it's kind of frustrating. Like, I really have a hard time getting a lot done because of the battery limit. Uh, since the battery dies so quickly, it's really difficult to get anywhere within like the four day sort of like time limit I'm not sure exactly how long the batteries can last but you have you know like the four bars of battery and like it dies like as you go along and and such and like once you get to like two they recommend oh oh no yeah we lost Sarah oh I was gonna say I'm the only one here (laughs) no I'm glad you're back. Oh, poor Sarah. Well, she'll come back and she'll tell us more about um, paranormal and animal crossing. (laughs) All that jazz. So, uh, while we're waiting for Sarah, what about what? We'll go. We'll jump forward a little bit to what you're reading. What you reading there, Alex Lane? What am I reading? You know what? I had like a lot of meetings today. Um, everybody's it's thesis season if you don't know which I'm sure you do so apparently the higher ups in the world decided that it was a good idea to have everyone meet with me um, in lieu of you being there this is why this is happening to me thank you sabbatical 
Sabbatical Sam. Sabbatical Sam. I'm um, so, uh, I, uh, I haven't been reading, like, new stuff for myself, but, like, I met with someone today who wanted to do stuff about feminist blogging, um, so I, like, got, like, got to review some stuff about feminist blogging, and some of the, I'm, I did a mommy blogging project, like, a couple years ago, um, that I got to kind of refresh myself on, and, and then someone else is talking about, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, someone logged off, I wasn't sure. Um, and then someone was talking about doing, um, some, some other game stuff, so I got to, like, oh, you know what else, is I re- revisited some Sir Lynn. Do you remember Sir Lynn? Mm-hmm. Um, there's one of the new PhD students, um, he, like, I was just, like, walking by, and he was talking about how he wanted, like, Sir Lynn's games were really good, and he wanted to read Sir Lynn, but he's heard, he, he heard he was an asshole, and I was, like, walking by, and I'm like, he is, and then I kept walking, and then he, like, ran after me, and he's like, why, why, tell me, tell me, tell me, so I, like, had a long conversation about Sir Lynn, and then had to go, like, reread some of Sir Lynn's stuff to make sure that I wasn't wrong, which I'm not. Um, let's see. That's pretty much all I've been reading. Um, More to me. Yeah, I mean, just like, and it's just like revisiting some stuff. Really, like, I'm I'm reading my job letters over and over. <laughs> and I'm, like, reading my research trajectory. Which, I don't know what a research trajectory is. So, we need to, we need to meet. Let's. Yeah. Okay, well, I can tell you what I'm, um... Like I said, I've been traveling a bit. Um, and what I've been reading... Um, well, I've been reading some stuff. I've been reading some stuff on gamification. Um, as much as I do or don't like it. Gamification. Um, in the, and curriculum building. Um, nothing exciting. And I've been reading... Um, I been skimming at least anyway that new anthology on composition and games and I would tell you the title if I hadn't closed it to uh yeah I was gonna say restart my computer <laughs> I remember you talking about it but now I can't remember the title of it I'll pull yeah. it up um and then um I've been reading stuff on um womanism Feminism, um, identity, and mothering. Uh, sort of in the uh, in the uh, vein of femrep being last week. Yeah? Yes, in the vein of femrep being last week, absolutely. Um, so that's what I've been reading. So not not a lot of like heavy games related stuff. Um, a lot of the stuff, like I said, I've been skimming um, because I'm writing a book proposal, and it's like here's the other stuff that's out there that's even tangentially uh, related to what I'm actually writing about doing here. Um, but mine is different from this stuff in this way kind of stuff. So just skimming. That's cool. I feel like, I feel like that stuff goes through streaks anyway. You're like writing and then you're reading and then you're writing, you know? Yeah. But I always feel guilty when I'm reading too much and not writing. Well, you know what I've been reading plenty of is object-oriented ontology, also known, also goes by the name of object-oriented feminism, also goes by the name object-oriented maternity, which really annoys me. But I've been reading a lot of that stuff, too. That just, like, seriously, like, it ruins my whole day. Like, I just am angry all the time. It was like when I was doing the primary research for my dissertation. Like, I just hate, hate everything. 
<laughs> don't hate everything. I know, I know, but it's so, like all you do is read all day about how people hate you and don't think you're a human and want you out of their community. And it's like, no. Oh, welcome to my world. I know. I am in your world. It's terrible. <laughs> but scotch. So. But. <laughs> but scotch in my poor wrist. You know. So anyway. We're drinking. Scotch. I'm drinking scotch. So. Well, scotch always makes you makes things better. It, Especially when you're self-medicating. It does for me. That's for sure. And I... Am uh, what am I drinking? I don't know. You said it was in a giant cup, though. Shh! You didn't have to tell people that. Please, we're not tricking anybody. Yay! Welcome back. Welcome back, Sarah. Sorry. That's okay. Well, I am. Um, you can t- finish telling us about your games in just a second. Um, I am drinking a sneaky, sneaky, and it is as Alex Lane has already outed me in a giant cups. <laughs> um. Sarah, go ahead and finish telling us about your... Yeah, one more game on your list. Yes. Uh, and this is would, one we want to hear about. That would be the game that, like, definitely consumed my soul. Um, I continue to play Animal Crossing. At this point, I really don't think I'm ever going to get sick of this game. I always, like, keep finding things that, like, are not perfect about my town, even though I have, like, long since achieved perfect town status. Mm-hmm. So, like, now I'm, like, very intensively, like, making hybrid flowers so that it, like, alternates the colors and it alternates the type of flower. And I planned it out very, like, very detailed. And then, like, also, like, corresponding bushes behind them. And it's kind of, like, now my town's kind of, like, in a mess because it's just got flowers explosion all over the place because I'm trying to get them to, like make the hybrid flowers but now I'm like super excited that it's October because now we get to do all the Halloween stuff like right I love Jack and he then, showed up yesterday yeah and then he like ran it like when you were done talking to him he just faded away and it was like oh that's cool yeah and uh, now he and he gave you now you're his he, you're his kind of minion and you have to collect scary costumes and candy. Yeah, I've only been able to find masks so far, though. I don't know if there's, like, actual other parts of the costume. And the candy is pretty expensive for some reason. Yeah, and you and I can only, and I'm like, okay, am I really only going to be able to buy, like, one piece a day? Yeah, I know. You have to, like, I don't know how much you need, either. Like, I think you have to have enough for all of your villagers. Well, so we'll be fine by October 31st. Probably, if you buy, like, one candy every day. But it adds up. But <laughs> I keep buying, I buy, like, as the Halloween collection pieces also pop up in the store. Yeah. I like buy them, and then I put them in one of the, like, museum rooms. Oh, smart. Like, like my Halloween collection area. Or holiday. I'm going to make it, like, a holiday collection area. For when Christmas stuff comes around, too. Smart. Currently, I'm waiting to see if the trees and the grass are going to change color. And so if, like, anybody has any sort of, like, hacks 
or info about this, I would like to know because I'm really curious. I They changed a little bit since the summer, like, because I know that some of my trees are a little bit yellower. Yeah, mine too. But I don't think that my grass has really changed that much, and apparently it, it's supposed to eventually, and I don't know if, like, the trees are going to change color as dramatically as they did in the previous games, or if they just get, like, slightly lighter colored leaves. So, I don't know. And I can't find this information anywhere, and it was really, really bothering me. <laughs> are you, um... Do you have the, uh, the book? The... No, I do not. I heard I was going to get it, but then I heard that it's really inaccurate. There is some, there are some real inaccuracies in it. I can tell you that because I have it. Yeah, I was really going to get it, but then I read, like, only negative things about it online. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I won't get it then. Yeah, well, it, it gives you some idea of stuff right so it helps a little bit but you can look it all up online just go to like the Adam Crossing wikis and you can find all the information you're really looking for without having to buy it does it tell you anything about like the changing colors in the book because I I, I haven't seen it in any of the guides or anything I'll have to look I haven't looked but I will look and tell you okay Uh, yeah so Jack kind of scared me I was like, what is this pumpkin head guy? Is he going to kill me? That's too many. That's too many uh, horror movies for you right there. Um, so. <laughs> but then I, then I, then I got my, I got my task and I knew what was going on. So I was fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And I just recently last week got my first visit from Gracie. Oh my gosh! It's I still have not. It's taken forever. Like I didn't. I I don't understand why it's taken that long. I've had the like super TNT or whatever. And we just lost Sarah again. Yay! Uh oh. <laughs> um. So well, I'll finish. I still have not gotten even my first visit from. Uh, Gracie so I've been buying all of the stuff in the stores to try to bring her in as quickly as possible because we have to get four visits from her before she'll come in and open a store in your town yeah I was gonna say I'm not I I uh gave up on that game because I didn't really dig it so who's Gracie she's like the fashionista Oh, and she comes and she'll visit you after you spend so much money in the stores. She'll come and she'll visit you four times um, and give you um, challenges. She'll give you a theme, say, you know, I, you need to have a sporty look. So you have to go and you have to find the clothing that is labeled as a theme with a theme of sporty and put it on and come back and, and be judged by her. Um, that kind of stuff. Interesting. Yeah. Oh no. Oh no, it's just me. Oh dear. Um, it's not just you, I'm still here. Oh, I thought you said hold on. No, I I'm hold on. uh go ahead and uh tell do you, did you have any I'll talk games? about I'll talk about my indie game. Yep. Okay, go ahead. Uh okay, so the indie game I was gonna talk about this week is Lucius. 
which I actually reviewed a couple weeks ago, so I'm going to do my best to remember um, exactly what I talked about. However, um, the episode that I reviewed it on never got aired. So um, it was uh, it was a while ago, but here we go. So Lucius is a game that um, is really... It's a psychological horror adventure stealth game. Okay, like, that's intense. Um, you play the Antichrist, um, and the Antichrist is a six-year-old boy, right? Um, you kill someone within the first... You're, the protagonist is the six-year-old boy, Lu- Lucius, and you murder someone within the first te- ten seconds of the game. Like, it's... like, And it, it's not just, like... Like, it's not like a GTA-style murder where it's kind of, like, hands-off and whatever and, like, cartoony. But it's, like, kind of photorealistic. It's black and white. The only thing you see is blood. Uh, and you gotta, like, make this little kid murder his nanny. Like, it is intense. Um, kind of like Damien. What's that? Yeah, it's exactly... It's like Damien. It's like uh, the Omen... Like, it's, it's basically these movies, but in a game, so you're the one, like, controlling the Antichrist, right? Like, kind of, kind of badass. Um, but, like, like I don't get dis- that disturbed very often, but it was, it was disturbing enough for me. Um, it got a really bad scores on all, all the different sites because it doesn't tell you what to do next. You have to listen to the conversations of the people around you. And, like, I don't play with sound very often. And that's driving you crazy, isn't it? Well, yeah, because, like, I don't play with sound very often. Um, But luckily, like, by this point, there's enough, like, guides and stuff that if I can't play with sound... I've been playing it with sound because it's, like, extra creepy that way. But, uh, yeah, usually I don't play games with sound. So it... I But I had read the reviews, so I knew that I had to listen. Um, But, like, I can see how people just reviewing this, like, off the bat with no walkthroughs or anything like that like would really struggle with it because it's uh, yeah it's definitely hard to see what you should do next um the cutscenes were was that oh i i was just gonna say i still think that that sounds really interesting but like you mentioned that i know you mentioned earlier that you were wouldn't think about like getting it unless it was on sale do you know if it's like gone on sale lately if it's what gone on sale lately oh i don't know i haven't been watching it when i got it it was super cheap yeah. yeah, I don't remember. I, I don't. I, I, I at least I haven't looked. I haven't seen that it was cheap. But you, de- I mean, if it's on sale, you definitely want to pick it up because it's worth it. But I think it's twenty bucks, right? And you got it. You got it on Steam, right? Yeah, I got it on Steam. I got it. It was. I think it was part of the summer sale. Like I paid like four dollars for it or something. That's definitely worth it. Four bucks, even like ten bucks or fifteen bucks, but not twenty. That's a little too much. Um. But anyway, so my my only criticism, because I knew about the listening thing and I had, I'm not ashamed of using game guides or whatever, uh, my only criticism of it was that the cutscenes are super jagged. And I played it on my new Alienware, which should have no graphics problem with a black and white indie game. Give me a break. Right? And, like, the cutscenes weren't interactive or anything. They were just, like, film scenes. But it was still, like, super jagged, so I had a hard time, like, following it. Um but really, other than that, it was pretty fun. If you can get it for if you can get it for ten bucks or less, I'd say pick it up. So there you go. Can you guys hear Smalls trying to get into the room? She's like, <laughs> that's also that's also an appropriate Halloweeny game. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, maybe the spooktacular games of the season 
uh, things will feature that. That's a good idea. Oh, yeah, that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of them that have come out lately that would be very... Uh, Spooktacular. Well, I know that my, like, library is full of creepy, creepy games right now. Yeah, I know. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fun. And plus, there's going to be a bunch coming out of creeptacular games. Yeah, because they always come on around. Halloween. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Well, let's get to our uh, topic of the week. Finally. <laughs> Yay. Yay. So, um, one of the things that we've been thinking about lately a lot, um, kind of, you know, long term has been um, silent women <laughs> um, in games. Um, and I, I sent a message earlier to the group and I was like, yeah, in games, in anime and cartoons, even in underpants. And we'll talk more about the underpants in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this usage of silent women and, and what that means, right? Um, we've, we should we've, say what like spurred this topic to the top okay. of our list. Let's go ahead. You do it. No, no, not it. <laughs> I'm, I'm silent on the issue. You go. You're silent on the issue. Mostly just because I forgot the name of the. Oh, game. see. Uh, well, one of the things we've been talking a lot about um, our need for, um, our desire for female characters, protagonists in military games. Um, and while we know that you'll be able to play a female character in the multiplayer for Call of Duty Ghosts. Um, Metal Gear Solid came out and announced that in Phantom Pain there is a female character um, who is a sniper. Now, mind you, she is in a bikini top, Daisy Duke shorts, torn fishnets. This is so sick to my stomach. Um, In a war game? Yes, yes. Her name? And her name is Quiet. And? She has no voice. She's mute. She's mute. Yeah. Even Smalls, (laughs) did you hear Smalls? Even Smalls cried at that. (laughs) Yeah, she's mute. Um... So, and her name is Quiet, right? Because she's a quiet woman, I suppose. That is the perfect And I also, I also think that kind of brings up, like, like ableist-related discussions, too. Yeah, go. Like, her, her whole, if she is mute and they call her quiet, then it's placing all the emphasis on her disability, which is uh, pretty much a no-no. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So Every single thing about that is epic fail. Is epic fail. I mean, and we've talked about this before because we talked about also um, the uh, female protagonist, Red, in the new Supergiant Games game, uh, Transistor, right? Um, who has no voice, um, but is narrated through and spoken for in many cases uh, by the voice of her weapon, uh, who is male. Um, and we've, we've seen this before in, um, 
even in Bastion, right? Uh, the female indigenous woman, the female indigenous character has no voice of her own, except for a singing voice, right? Where she, you know, she uh, kind of unweaves, weaves or unweaves this narrative for us and tells her story a bit through her song. Um, so that is there, but she has nothing to tell us about what her desires are. And then it falls upon the kid to erroneously, of course, try to decipher those. Um, and, and that just adds another layer of complexity to the story itself. Um, so, you know, it's, it's something that we've seen way too many times. Um, but then, of course, we get the female characters in Grand Theft Auto V who are voiced, right? Those female characters in GTA V. They're voiced, <laughs> but they have no kind of agency in terms of in terms of the player because you can't play a female character, right? And, and there's like, I don't know, they're just like so stereotypical, you That's know? Horrible. Yeah, it's like, and I don't know, like on one hand, it like feels lazy and less offensive than a lot of games that like try to go over the top with objectifying women. Um, like there's plenty, like quiet is so much more offensive to me than, oh my dogs, than any character in GTA V. Like the first time you meet, I think the first girl you meet is Franklin's girlfriend and she's in there, um, she's in, like, doing spirit walking with her That's other... his aunt. Wait. What? The first girl you meet is Franklin's aunt when you go back to his house. Right. Um, and she's sitting on the couch. That's his aunt. I think I'm thinking of a later scene, then. Yeah. There is um, a later scene where his aunt goes spirit walking with another woman, Yes. Isn't the other woman his girlfriend? Although now that I think about that, hmm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. Hey, there hey, is hey. there is another there is another female character, his girlfriend Tanisha. But you you get right. text messages and emails from her, but not. Uh, well, I haven't seen her yet. Like I said, because I've oh, been traveling a lot, so okay. I haven't gotten to. I was gonna say I I've I've hung up with her. Yeah, see, I haven't yet. Okay. Well, she's. She's actually turns out to be kind of an interesting character. Like she's filled out a lot more than the other lady characters in the mm-hmm. sh- in the game. Um, but at least you have to play through the whole game to have to have a single female character have any depth at all, and it's very little. Um, but anyway, back to what were we talking about? The silent characters. Yeah. So I mean, like so like someone who's just like a general stereotype seems this quiet thing just has driven me crazy <laughs> oh it's awful it is beyond disturbing it is beyond disturbing um i, I can't even you know when i when i first saw it because the, this this announcement was made last month right um we didn't see it right well we we talked we about it. it we talked about it we didn't see it when it first came out but we talked yeah, about okay. it like a week afterwards right. um just between us I mean, but when I first saw it, I was, I was just like, damn near shell shock. I was like, I do not believe this actually happened. 
right? I don't believe that somebody, one, thought this was a good idea, or two, even let this kind of go forward and say, yeah, let's run with that. (laughs) Let's run with a fishnet stockinged, half-naked sharpshooter who's mute. Didn't he also say, like, that he really expressly, like, wanted to make her really sexual, too? So, like, in addition to the mute and quiet thing, like, it's also, like, she's going to be, like, really super sexualized. Well, that's been, like, the ultimate male expression of power for 2,000 years, to keep the woman silent and... It has been, but you know what's been most shocking is that we have heard this clearly articulated so much in the last couple of months. Like, people actually saying it. Like, she's sexier because she can't talk. Well, she's sexier because she can't talk. You know, our goal was to make her hypersexualized. Our goal was to do this. I mean, remember we had the same conversation about Final Fantasy Lightning Return when mm. when they decided to make give, yeah. See, now we remember that conversation, right? When they decided to give her huge boobs, right? That was like they were like, go back to the drawing board and make them as big as you can, right? Kind of thing. It and I'm like, boobs are one thing, but taking away a woman's voice feels like so so much deeper to take a character so you don't play jrpgs i absolutely do not because i enjoy hitting more than x but continue (laughs) press x to jason um to actually jason to actually take an entire genre of games back 20 years Just mm-hmm. is absolutely insane because JRPGs have done a lot in terms of exploring sexuality in non-traditional ways and non-standard ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but to then go back and say, okay, now we're just going to make this as as sexist as we possibly can and make them super jiggly too, um, is just astounding. Yeah. I mean, but Sarah, like. Like, we can own breasts. Like, women can take breasts back and get huge ones or little ones or whatever, and we can make that powerful. But being, having our voice taken away? Like, what do we do with that? But that, no, you can, you can deal with voice in that, you can, you can't deal with voice, let me say that. But I don't, I won't say that breasts are the same thing, are, are not the same thing. Especially when they're being forced upon you or forced upon a character who is supposed to be so much more. And then to, then to take that character, you know, a character who is the main character in this narrative and reduce her to a large set of jiggling boobs. Right. Is, there is no owning that. I don't, no. I, I don't think I agree with you, but let's see what Sarah has to say. I think Sarah's lost again. Ah, dang it. I was hoping to give, get a buffer so I could think about something. <laughs> um, no buffer for you. I know, I guess not. <clears throat> like, I, I totally see what you're saying. And they're both definitely dangerous and problematic and, and more than problematic, like hurtful to any sort of feminist project or woman-centered project that we, that we have going. Sarah? Dang it. Um, but 
I just think that taking a woman's voice is so much worth. And I'm not talking about like the physical aspect of like not having the voice because surely there's plenty of women who can't talk that still have agency and power. But it just feels like the most base attack. Like the... Because she still has huge boobs and no like armor, right? Right, but they're not too huge. <laughs> they're not. They, I, in their defense, they didn't make... Them you have been playing too many video games. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about Quiet. You're talking about uh, Lightning. I was talking about Quiet. Okay. I was talking about Quiet. They're not she, as, I mean, she's still not got, as big as... They're not as big as... They're not like, as big as Lightning. Sure. Sure. But, okay, <sighs> let's, let's go back to the voice thing for a second. Yeah. Um, and I'll give you your moment. Yeah, uh, I got I to think through my thoughts. And I think voice has always been a problematic thing for me. Because even in my extreme dislike... <laughs> AKA hatred of um, Disney princesses. Yeah, what I'm thinking, the, like Ariel. The one that has been most problematic. Okay, the second most problematic for me. Who's the first? Uh, Belle in Beauty and the Beast and the Stockholm Syndrome thing. But that's a whole nother story. You think that's worse than Ariel? Yes, I do. I think maybe you and I just have a different definition of what would be the most horrible thing to do to a woman. Because I would think take the voice away. But. Well, I I think they're both problematic, and I like I said I don't sure. because because um, Beauty and the Beast reeks not only of Stockholm syndrome but of slavery to me because she is basically sold by her father to the Beast um, to pay a debt. Right. So that that one is problematic on a number of different levels, um, or or on more levels to me than. Um, the the little mermaid and that's when we get to this issue of voice right and she kind of willingly gives up her voice right which is the thing that she uses to define herself um in the in the film itself right um she willingly gives it up so that she can get legs and go find this dude that she really i thought you you were gonna say so she could get laid and I was like, haha, what a funny interpretation of that. But okay, so she can get legs. Okay, so sorry. She can get legs. Sorry. <laughs> That'd be a different story. Oh my God. But I'm not totally. scotch. I know. Um, so she can get legs and uh, go find this guy who she is quote unquote in love with. The um, who, right, who doesn't, does really doesn't even know she exists. I mean, they supposedly have seen each other once before when they were kids and she had saved him when he fell into the water or what have you. Um, But she gives up her voice, which is her thing. I mean, that's one problem. One, not only does she give up her voice, but she also gives up any ability that she will have to go back to her family. Because she gets legs. She she's no longer a mer person. <laughs> that was yes. And all of these things are problematic, right? It's also extremely problematic that the person who oops, sorry, that kind of cons her out of or takes her voice is uh transgender. Right? Yes. 
So, you know, there's a, there's a whole bunch of problematic stuff in there. Um, but yeah, for me, like I said, the, the, the whole silence thing just kind of grates on me in unknown yeah. ways. Um, but probably not as much as the Stockholm syndrome slash slavery thing, but that's a whole nother story. We'll talk about that one a different day. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I, I, def- I definitely see where you're coming at from that perspective. I guess I didn't see the, hmm, I guess I didn't see until you pointed out just now the connections between bell and slavery mm-hmm. that, that for sure. Well, and, and let's, let's not kid ourselves. Uh, Disney princesses are a, about as messed up as it gets. So <laughs> certainly, certainly that's a, that's terrible. Um, but uh, do you hear my dogs just going crazy? Uh-huh. Uh, um, so that might be like on a on a sort of different level because they have so many their stories already written and there's so many multiple layers of problems, um, and we don't know Quiet's story yet, right? Right. So, like, once we play her story, I'm sure that we can come back and then see just how much her silence um, plays into all of the the different problematic aspects of her and how it, like, plays off of her being mute. Um, that, but I was that, that but, scares me. Yeah. Say more about that. Uh, I, I, I'm afraid of what they're going to come up with for a story about why she's mute. Like, I'm so worried that so many people will idolize a silent woman then, and that will become, like, an, a thing, as it has been a thing for so long. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I mean, the the way that she has already been written doesn't leave me any hope for a less disgusting and degrading narrative that surrounds her. I mean, yeah. Well, we'll just have to see, I guess. It's just, yeah, it's it's like a pro. It was kind of a problem with uh, Laura Croft in the in the most recent iteration as well. Um, you mentioned it. I, I know you and I totally, not totally, but we disagreed on many parts of our analysis of this game. Uh, but like her whimpering mm-hmm. when it came to like hidden walls and to. Um, that's sort of just like another like sign like a being like not being like screw you wall I'm gonna climb you but being like oh yeah I hate I hate caves I hate this (laughs) yeah she did say that I forgot about that that's like not at the level of being totally mute and silent but it's certainly like degrading Uh right it is, you know, yeah. It, it it made me want her mute after. <laughs> take that back. That was inappropriate. I know. I take it back. I take it back. Roll the dice. Yeah, it was it was horrible, you know. I mean, and that that was why I say, you know, for me, she became the character I wanted her to be at the very end of that game. Right. The, the real Laura Croft she became. Yeah. Right. No, I don't disagree with that. That's for sure. Because, you know, she was a just a whiny mess before then. And, uh, like, the, I, don't, I don't mean to, like, reopen this wound. And the reason, like, that I didn't have such an aversion to that as you did 
was because like I could see myself in that role. Like if I was like thrown in her situation, like I'd be fucking crying too. God, I was, I was trying not to swear too, but okay, sorry. Well, I would be crying too. I can't as much. I know. I would be you know whining if I hit a wall like that. I'd be like ah, right. Like so I could like identify with her a little bit more because she wasn't this unbreakable force. But I agree with you that the implications of her character up until the end are overall negative. So. See, I don't know. I, I don't I don't I don't see myself. I guess because I wanted her to be the character that I would think that I would be in that situation. And I wouldn't be the whiny kind because I'd be just too busy thinking about how to get out of there, how to save my own tookus. And uh, <laughs> and I wouldn't be whining and crying about it. I mean, there are things that have to be done, you know. And, you know, I might be in pain. Maybe that's your mama bearness coming out. You know, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe it is that. It is that, that part of me. I'm still baby bear on it. <laughs> And we've had this conversation before about about um, about uh, your heteronormativity and your and your read of what of uh, your read of, of of what that part of me uh, is. But yeah, we'll call it Mama Bear. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I had some dog slash other interference. Someone taking my beef jerky. Oh. Yeah. Yay! Dog stealing. I know. <laughs> um, so no, I mean, I, I totally understand what you're saying. I mean, when do we get? When do we get a character that doesn't piss us off? <laughs> well, and and like this is this is one of the things like that I that I am very cognizant of trying to do, and you have done several times with me. Like, where we talk about the female characters that have been good and that we're satisfied with and have been positive role models, like, I don't want to just criticize. Like, that is not my goal. Like, I want change. I know you do, too. You want change. You want progress. And we've had progress. Like, there's no denying there's more female protagonists. And you can debate whether or not that's been actual progress or not. But at least by the numbers, you have more female protagonists and stuff like that. But... And I like to recognize, like, like talking about heteronormativity and homosexuality in GTA Five, GTA <coughs> franchise, <coughs> and Rockstar in particular is like one of the worst offenders for oh, sexism God, yes. and racism. It's awful. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to recognize how progressive they're being about, at least how progressive I think they're being, um, tackling those issues. Because I feel like the more that gets recognized, the more they'll want to do that. So they'll realize, like, hey, maybe people don't want women to just be these throwaway side characters that are just stereotypes, but that we should run them out and we should make them this, you know, because we get some positive feedback about our progressive views on these people, on this, on this controversial issue. You know, we can try it over here. So, like, I, I'm all about recognizing the positive when we see it, but we see it so rarely. Yeah. And it become and it comes like the like the GTA Five example. It comes intertwined with so much, and like, it's not just that it's like sexist or racist. Um, on some like like people always talk about like, oh, so what? You still enjoy the game? Like, no, no, 
Like, it, it is... I, I don't want to use problematic, because I don't feel like that's strong enough of a word. It is, like, mm-hmm. uh, careful of swearing. It is fucked up, and it's pulling off of things where people were, like, totally objectified and murdered and like all these horrible things happen to these huge groups of people and then you're like making entertainment out of those same ideologies that may and that incited that to happen in the first place like what that's not okay but i i I see what you're saying like when do we find a character that we're like yeah you did a good job and i don't feel like it's because we're trying to be jerks although i do make jokes about that being job security but (laughs) But really, uh, like, like we got to see a little, we got to see some more progress. Not that we don't, I feel like we do a good job of recognizing it when it's due. But, I don't know, what do you think? No, I mean, I agree that I think that, you know, we do a good job of, I think, <coughs> recognizing, giving, giving credit where credit is due. Um, because we talk about the things that we see in games that are positive. Um, but then at the same time, we can't ignore the things that I have not. Um, I mean, that we ignore the things that are not, we can't ignore the quiets. We can't ignore, you know, the, the silenced reds. We can't ignore the aerials. We, we have to say something about those things. Right. But that doesn't, you know, like we said, we've said a million times, that doesn't mean we don't like games. That doesn't mean we don't play games. It's so interesting when that stereotype comes up too, because it's like, like people assume you you don't like games. Our whole lives are games. That's all we do. Like, are you (laughs) kidding me? What are you talking about? How could we not like it? Like, you have to you have to love games to be this dedicated to them, right? There are very particular games that I may not like, (laughs) or very particular things about them that I may not like. But I but I do love games. Yeah. I mean, you have to. Especially with, like, the amount of abuse that women take, the amount of abuse that feminists take um, in the industry. You have to love it to stay here. You know? Yeah. You have to. I mean... I mean that's that's a, and you know this. I've said I said this to you the first time you told me about your dissertation project, right? Same yeah. thing I say to everybody is if this is something you are going to do, this is something that you have to love enough to hate and still oh. do it. Yeah, I remember. I remember Jeremy, who for those of you who don't know was like my closest friend in my graduate program before he was a jerk and left early and got Just a kidding. job. Just got a job. Um, he was like like a couple months into my dissertation research came up and was like, dude, what is going on with you? You were like miserable all the time. Like, what is up? And it was like, I'm not, nothing was up except research. That was all that was up. <laughs> like reading all day about how people don't want you in their community. It's hard. And do everything they can to get you out of. Wow. Yeah. That was like a depressing note. Can we not end on that note? We can, yeah, we can, we can, we can say we won't end on that note. Um, <laughs> but what we can say is that, in in addition to the more negative games or negative representations of women that we're seeing in games that are coming out, there there looks like there's some really good games that are coming out that um, have women in them or have female protagonists. Um, yeah. So the, that will be something to look forward to. Um, 
and like I and I, and I talked about this last time is that how much I was looking forward to Watch Dogs, mm-hmm. um, and but one of the things that makes me sad is that I, you know I don't see myself being able to play as a woman, right? And I need I I I want that. I am a person who likes to to immerse myself in the narrative in such a way that I can see myself in that narrative. Right. Welcome back, Sarah. Yeah, I know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was such a struggle. <laughs> well, you didn't get to hear what we were talking about, but is there anything you want to add to the silence and women in games? Um, this is sort of like a theme that I encounter a lot in uh, like literature analysis, um, which I encounter a lot since I'm doing all the Englishy stuff in school. Um, <laughs> but I think that... Listen, as a former student of mine, you calling it Englishy stuff is very offensive to me. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I apologize. Um, but in like sort of like the, in the fiction and stuff, I think it's um, interesting to note that like sometimes the silence is just as like meaningful as the character actually speaking or having a role or anything like that so I think just in that sort of regard like the fact that there is silence and the character is silent speaks more so than like any sort of I don't know weird conversation that they might have in the game or anything like that if that makes any sense (laughs) the fact that the baseline is silent says something to you Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, and yeah, I mean, I totally see that. Okay, and the, uh, I'll tell you about the oh, the uh, the underpants. Yeah, underpants. What what was that? Yeah. Okay, so everybody knows our struggle with uh, character underpants for children. Um, and Wait. the fact that you can always oh, find, yeah. I'm gonna explain, that you can always find princesses and Barbies and all the crazy stuff but you there are certain things that apparently are not for girls um Toy Story is not for girls Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is not for girls right in the deluded mind this is not true right um somehow they also think that Legos are not for you know so all of these things don't fall within the realm of um of this particular sort of underpants, <laughs> um, so we we do what we have to do to make the make the proper underpants happen. Um, Draw little characters and all. No, the no, no, ones. no. We we cross <laughs> the aisle and get the and we we cross the we cross the aisle and get the proper underpants, <laughs> um, so that we can have Legos and Toy Story and all the great underpants. And I got really excited when we went to get underpants because. They actually had a pack of underpants that were supposed to be the female superheroes. They were Supergirl and Batgirl and Wonder Woman, and um, and I got really excited. I'm like, "Look, female superhero underpants! Let's get these." So I passed them to P, and she takes one look at them and she goes, "But their faces aren't on them. Their faces were on them. They were not. weren't on them. Weird." There were no images of the women themselves. Well, that's a good playoff of Alicia's post too. Right. Well, the, what they had what they had done 
was to take, because, you know, the symbols for the male and female characters are the same. Supergirl's symbol is the same as Superman's. Batgirl's symbol is the same as Batman's, right? Um, they're all the same symbols, but what they had just, basically what they had done is taken these these male superheroes' symbols, made them pink or some variation of, and put them on panties. Weird. That, yeah. But there were no images. There was there was no, you know, there were there were no. I mean, because on on the on the other ones on the when you hear the male superheroes, there's like action scenes and they're fighting bad guys and they're you know so you see them, and you see them doing things. You see them. You see their agency. You see nothing, in the female ones except a little pink back a little pink Batman symbol, or the and the the supergirl were just like blue with the super with the supergirl super slash superman symbol on them that's it and i was like well that was an attempt i suppose but what does that say i mean at some point those attempts do more harm than good. Yeah, I was thinking too, like how interesting is it that your response is, well, it's an attempt and Pease is like, that's not the same. Like <laughs> right. someone who's like not a not like burst in the discourse of it all. Exactly. Exactly. And she's like, well, no, that's, it didn't want them. Would not have them. Oh. Hmm. So we went across the aisle and got some Lego Chimas and <laughs> because they were, you know, the, the, because they were Lego. So they had to be across the aisle. Um, and e- there were e- even the female characters in that series were on the underpants across the aisle, but none, none in the, in the, in the girl section. Mm. Not pleased with that. Not at all. No. I mean, and that is, I mean, and that is a kind of silencing in and of itself, right? Uh It's the removal of all agency. Here is what you can have. It is just a symbol of what you should be, but you can't do anything. Do you understand what I mean? And that was just like, wow, that's really kind of a slap in the face. Yeah. So that's my that was the, that was the silent underpants that made no sense earlier. <laughs> Man, they should have put the like Lauren Faust redesigns on them. That would have been cool. No, yes, it would have been. But you know, here we're struggling against something totally and completely crazy. Yeah. So <laughs> that, that, that's no that's no more of an upper than the uh it's it, yeah, I'm kidding. Sorry, I was saying it, it's whatever. Happy. Not everything can be happy. Silence <laughs> is not happy. No. no. But deals for broadcast gamers are happy. Yay. 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 <laughs> Do a little dance. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> On that note. So, um, We'll call that one. We'll call that one uh, Grace on this problem written evening. <laughs> oh my gosh! Between me with the kid who refuses to go to sleep and Sarah with the connection that refuses to stay awake, um, 
so next next time is gonna be our fun kind of fun time. We're gonna make Sarah play. Um, we're gonna make her put Adam Crossing down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> next time we're gonna talk about Grand Theft Auto Four. It's going to be a four, five. I hate it four, five. It's gonna be our spoiler cast episode. But a couple of quick things to cover are deals for broke ass gamers. Um, one thing that you should all do. Uh, is to right now is to run out and pre-order your copy of Beyond Two Souls. I had yes. to, I had this conversation on Twitter with um, someone who will um, remain nameless because I won't name them. Um, who will remain nameless because they asked why it was that we hadn't seen a lot of marketing for Beyond, um, and I said I said that the interesting thing was that. I actually just started seeing commercials for it. Like, I, like, literally, maybe last week, I just started seeing, like, an influx of them. And it's kind of nice, because every time I see it, I'm like, yes, like, this looks like such a complicated game. And I was like, especially, I don't know, something about, like, the various stages of her hair in all of the different scenes, like, make me think, this is going to be pretty complex. (laughs) Right. I mean, but the, my, well, this is my problem with it, is that we're not seeing the advertising for this that we saw for GTA Five. We're not seeing the, um, the the advertising for this that we even still see for Saints Row 4, and it's been out for weeks, right? But what will happen inevitably, and this is not, I, don't, I won't say uh, the fault of the developers themselves, but what will happen in the media and kind of with the folks who are not a part of the media but the vocal the vocal folks in the community are going to say the game failed because it had a female protagonist and not the yeah. game failed because nobody marketed the game yeah and that really infuriates me right so right now if you haven't already go pre-order this game do it <laughs> do it also right I, also i know if you pre-order it from gamestop you get like an alternative like cover and like the soundtrack and a, your psn like dynamic theme so it's That's like you might good. as well get the goodies too right you, you know. get like an extra an extra 30 oh, minutes yeah, of content like 30 minutes of dlc which is like pretty good so mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to pre-order it, you might as well get all the goodies. Absolutely. So do that. Um, and a couple of other quick things. Um, one of Alex Lane's favorite uh, game franchises, Fit Trip Runner. Um, right now on Steam, Runner 2 is five not, $5.09. Which I have get, not played yet, so I will be buying. Or you can get the entire franchise pack for $5.77, and that includes all the DLC. Yeah, they got a lot of games. Uh-huh. Although, it doesn't really matter for me to have DLC because I can't get past, like, level 6 because it's, like, a stupid, difficult roguelike piece of crap. But <laughs> I say that the utmost love. I love that game, but it's very difficult. Uh, PS uh, PSN has some good games on sale, especially if you have a Vita. Um, Persona 4 Golden, Persona 3 Portable, um both for the Vita and Persona 3, which is for the PS3, are all like $19.99 right now. Um, and the regular price on those is like $30. Bucks. 
Um, it's usually $29.99, so they're all $10 off. Uh, Persona 4 Golden is one of the best games ever for the Vita. Um, and that was one of my saddest things about having my first Vita stolen was that I was I was almost halfway through that game. Um, and it's a, it's a long game. And there were some difficult moments. Um, and I really want to replay it, but I have not bought it again or started to play it again because I'm like, really? I have to go through the first half of that game all over again. But now that it's $19.99, it's 10 bucks off, I'll probably buy it again and and go ahead and because I got some PSN cash burning a hole in my virtual wallet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I bought Rain, which is going to be my. Uh, oh, I want to see that. It's my power the marathon? Uh, well, I'll bring it because I just down it's download. Uh, but uh, that's going to be my power hour review next week. Um, and uh, Amazon has the Disney Infinity Starter Pack, which is usually $79 for $59.98. Um, Nino Cooney is $19.99. And Animal Crossing New Leaf is $30.30. So you, those are some uh, good things to run out and grab um, if you are looking for something fun to do uh, while we wait for uh, Beyond to come out on the 8th. Okay? Um, and really quickly, there's the usual things. Um, you know, we always love when you come and join us. Um, but you should also check us out. Um, check out our blog at nymgamer.com, where we have week daily posts um, about interesting things and pithy issues. And of course, our uh, weekly power hour reviews. You should also. Um, if you have questions or comments or just want to tell us fun and interesting things, you can send us email at mymgamer at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at, at nymgamer. Um, and you can also uh, like us on Facebook where you will see updates about whenever we post uh, something new to the blog as well as kind of any interesting news any news of the day uh, issues on Facebook where not your mama's a gamer. Um, I think that's about all the ways that you can contact us. Um, like I said, we do video mail, voice mail, email, send us whatever you like, and we will respond in kind. We love you like that. That's true. Uh, <laughs> also, I really like answering questions. So I know, questions. we do really like answering questions, so please, please send us questions. Um, We'll, we'll probably send out an official call for questions um, and comments about GTA 5 for the next episode because that's going to be a fun one. Um, and la 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 la. There's something else I was going to say and I totally <laughs> completely spaced it. Um, <laughs> so those are all the fun things to do. Oh, and uh, always, as always, you can always download our podcast uh, either on the site or you can subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher. Um, either way, if you get us through one of those venues, and even if you don't, go ahead and log in. Leave us a comment. Rate us because those ratings matter. They drive us closer to the top when people start looking for video game podcasts, and everybody should be exposed to our awesome. <laughs> All right. 
So, um, thanks for joining us for our 64th episode. And we look forward to, to uh, seeing you again at our 65th episode where we talk about GTA 5. Spoilers. Spoilers. Uh, so until then, um, make sure that you do several things. Uh, <laughs> stay dry, stay warm, or stay cool, depending on the day. And as always, game on. Game on. Yeah.